VW Scottsdale employees on their Looney General Manager, Larry. He's been with us a year now, and we thought he'd settle down. Nope, still nuts. Right now, lease a new 2018 Tiguan for an irresponsible $259 a month plus tax. In fact, we're pretty sure he's getting worse, if that's possible. VW North Scottsdale, your dog-friendly dealership. Get a leash on life. Scottsdale Road in the 101 and VW com. $29.95 down plus fees, 36 months, 10,000 miles per year and above average credit. Not everyone will qualify. An extra charge may be added at the end of the lease. Stock number W14973, W15107, W15034. Expires January 31st, 2019. Welcome to the outhouse. Did you always realize you were gay? No, I just thought I had a great taste. When did you actually come out? How are you not a mess? <laughs> no. Well, I got better. Did you ever yell at your penis? It's already going bad. Oh, wow. Uh, Steven, did you listen to that episode? I didn't listen to time. <laughs> this is really getting rusty. Right. Did you have an example? No. No. I'm sure I'll think of it today. <laughs> and this is the outcome. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to ask me. I'm excited. The nature of our podcast deals with sexuality in some uncomfortable situations. We think this makes the stories authentic, personal, and relatable. With that said, thank you and enjoy the episode. Have we bought that Mrs. Dash? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it was like I did like I didn't put anything on there, and I got like a garlic and herb flavor. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Well, I wouldn't even know it. You look great. Thanks. So you're usually an open book, but is there anything you don't want to talk about? No? Okay. All right. Let's do it. It's been November since we last did an episode of anything. And when's the last time you did an episode? Like September, maybe? Yeah. And that was just one. Oh, it was the guy um, with the comic books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He does the comic website. I I can picture his face and I can't think of his name. I just have old lady side effects now. Why? What was I getting? Nobody cares about your old lady problems. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to talk about incontinence, too. <laughs> no, nope. Different podcast. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a podcast right there. All right. Welcome to The Outhouse. I'm your host, Matt, and co-hosting with me is Erica. Hi. Thank you for having me back, Matt. We were just saying it's uh, September. It's been a while. It has been a while. Mm-hmm. Where you been? Just working. But I did make a lot of money. Thanks, oh, everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. And our guest today is a uh, welcome back, Robert. Hey. Also known as Masquerade. Hey. Mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the way we left off your last episode, one, we were kind of rushed. I don't know if everybody remembers, but you showed up an hour late. He was getting one of his performance outfits ready. Correct. And it was something with mass detail, if I remember correctly. Something yeah. was very intricate. Which is fine. And we're not we're not going to harp on, on that part. But because of that... That's why I <laughs> but because of that, we were kind of pressed for time because we had another right. guest afterwards, and you had so much we wanted to talk about. So we're having you back, and we're going to get a little update from you. Loose threads, right? right. Is that what they say? Right. It's just so fitting. Loose threads. It's a good drag name. Yeah, it might be the uh, episode name. <laughs> So that, that episode actually was your first episode. I was going to say, this is full circle. Yeah, this is right? kind of exciting. It was episode 18, for those who are wanting to listen. Robert, A Lot of Living in an Hour. That was the title. Your coming out story was like polar opposites all together. You had a wonderful dad. Uh, your experience telling him was fantastic. I got really emotional when you were telling me about it. It was wonderful. And then turn around, you told your mom, and it could not have been... Yeah, opposite. Just barring throwing you out of the house, I mean, she physically hit you. You guys were strained for years. 
I'm going to say years. Decades. Decades, yeah. It's better than years, decades. Um, and then, let's see, it took you, uh, you had a very colorful boyfriend at the time who you moved out to L.A. with. Yeah, Sal. Sal. <laughs> and then your stories of L.A. were fascinating. We definitely want to touch on those. Yeah. And then you came back, and that's where you became a stylist and went through that um, um, training. And let's see, what else am I forgetting? Then your mother went on Facebook. Book. Oh well, while I was in when I was in beauty school, I met a, another guy, uh, Mitch, and that's when I got was into that abusive relationship. Mm. That I had no idea. You didn't know it was abusive. Well, not until I was too deep in it to realize that it so was. But that abusive? seems to be a kind of a common thread. We've heard that too before. A couple guests who are like, "Why are you looking at me? You know something?" No, <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> just jogging your memory. Physically, Physically mentally, you know, emotionally ab- abusive. And the thing is that I didn't recognize it because I didn't come from an abusive home to where you know my my father abused my mother or vice versa. So I didn't recognize it. And then also too, from what I understand now, you know, it doesn't abusive relationships don't start out that way because they want. You to gain their, they, they you you they have to gain you. their trust and yeah. they groom you, mm-hmm. and the reason that they target you is because you're vulnerable. The person is very vulnerable, you know. And plus, too, he knew, he knew I was so much in love with them that I'd be like, okay. So this is a fascinating concept to me, how you wouldn't recognize that that was an abusive relationship. I, just on the surface, it sounds counterintuitive, but it was physically? The, the way it starts out from when I understand, we're educated now, you know, it starts out, you know, with the verbal. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, you laugh it off. You're like, well, you know, oh my God, you're so stupid. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That was kind of silly, oh. blah, blah. <laughs> so it starts off like that. And that's how you're, you know, the toe is just getting in the water, mm-hmm. you know, like that. You know, to where you get, they get really angry and say like, you know, like, why are you so stupid? You know, like, oh, you're right. You know, that was really dumb. You know, that kind of stuff. And then, then it excels to the next level, which is the, uh, you know, the slight pushing, you know, and, you know, it's like on the shoulder or whatever, or, you know, the head, right. you know, and stuff. And again, it starts out as just like, you know, in a joking manner. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's disguised till it excels to the next level, which is the... Tap, you know, the, the, the slight little tapping. And then I get, like I said, and then again, it excels even more to where it makes you feel like, yeah, you are the idiot, you know, and I did deserve that. And plus, too, they always tell you, well, you deserve it. It's, if you wouldn't have done that or if you wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have done that to you. You caused the reaction. Exactly. So it's the, the, okay. blaming you. And not coming from that kind of... of uh, Environment, I didn't recognize it. And then before you know it, it excels to the point to where you physically close their fists and beat you. Um, I was in the hospital four different times for for uh, a shattered cheekbone, a broken arm, broken fingers, uh, bruises, black eyes. Uh, And of course, it was always my fault. And then I would fall for it because the fact that they would start, he would start crying. I am so, so sorry. You know, boo. You know, why do I do this to you? I love you so much. Why do I do hurt the ones I love? Blah, blah. So naturally, being, you know, uh, you know, like a compassionate person, you know, it's like I would like, that's okay, baby. That's all right. It's all right. It's okay. So, and again, that's what they feed on until the next time. And then you realize that when you are, when you finally hit the, the light bulb turns on that you are in a abusive relationship, they are closer together. The episodes are closer together. And then when your friends and family start to see it even their friends and family start to see it you know then you know it's like hmm 
But then you, I, I felt I was so deep into it. I was going to say all the control, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is there. Finances, probably living situation. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know how to get out of it. I'm just, I'm just baffled. I, I mean, well, I, I don't even know what to say there. It's mm-hmm. just like I would, I would like to think that I would recognize it right away if I were in a situation like that. But yeah. I recognize that that can happen, I guess. Yeah, especially when you really love that person, you know, and you feel, well, they're just having a bad day. You start making excuses. They're having a bad day or, you know, I guess maybe that was my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have spent that $1,000 on their credit card. No, I didn't do this. <laughs> but, you know, things like that. You know, you're going to have your your peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we didn't have, you know, good times because we did. You know, it's just that uh, when they were bad, they were really, really bad. And it got to the point to where the, the there was a movie that was out uh, called The Burning Bed. Oh, I love that one. With Vera Fawcett. Yes. Do you remember that one? Do you remember one? Marcy, you I remember the gist of the story. Yeah. Oh, it was, a, it was on a, based on a true story. But that was one of the first ones, too, that really kind of Yeah, that really put it opened out people's there. eyes. And that my friends were afraid that that was going to happen to me. That I was going to he they because they, they took all your lighters. They yeah they said just like you don't you know it's like don't smoke. They're like what are you lighting that cigarette for? <laughs> Put it away. And uh, they would say like you know this they said this one of two things are going to happen either you're going to snap and you're going to end up killing him yeah. or he's going to kill you yeah. one of the two. I'm rooting for one. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I was in the hospital the last time, they had came to pick me up and brought me back into Phoenix, you know, because they said, we're not. This was out in L.A.? No, this was in uh, Goodyear. Oh, okay, okay. Because like I said, I was, I was by that time, I was already, I met him, him in beauty school, but I, I was with him for five years. Wow. Yeah, from so from uh, beauty school and then the four years out of beauty school. Wow. I was with him. And uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know, I, I, me too. And I was, I, I felt the victim for so many years, and I drank over it, mm-hmm. you know. And then realizing that, you know, it's like, well, I had to not the best coping, huh? No, no, because <laughs> you, you get more. But I had to realize that my part in it, my responsibility. That's my part. My responsibility, because like, you know, I will have a part in it, no matter how small. And I, that took me a while to understand that and to say, "You're right. I did have a small because I could have left." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it took my friends because they came and got me. They told him that I was getting out the the day the day after. But internally, like then they just brought me back into Phoenix. And when I realized that that was coming to Phoenix, I said, well, "What about my clothes?" And I said, "Robert, those are just clothes." Yeah. Those are just clothes. You're going to stay with us. We'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. You're going to stay with us. You know, there's a just clothes. We'll get, we'll get a job out here. We're everything else. And it did. It did. Because I knew deep down they were right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I still have those friends to this day. You know, now we can laugh about it. Remember that time? I'm like, uh, Do you ever talk to that guy? No. Good. Cool. No, uh, we tried to uh, reconnect uh, years later, and uh, yeah, because we always had this thing on Halloween that we would always dress up in drag and go out. Yeah, he would always get mad because uh, Dolly Parton is—he's a big avid fan of Dolly Parton, so he'd always dress up like Dolly Parton, and I would just you know, get dressed. And uh, <laughs> he always hated it, and they would get in fights about it because they always said, "Oh my God, you are so pretty," and this and that. So he's jealous, and he was jealous of that. And I'm like, "It's not my fault." They 
But anyway, uh, so when we try to reconnect again, you know, Halloween does just dress up like we used to about uh, be friends. I'm like, okay. The, like the day before Halloween, we were going to go out shopping and buy stuff. And I, you know, there was this guy I was interested in at the time and he'd asked me out and it happened to be on Halloween. So when Mitch came to pick me up, you know, I decided it's like, I'm, I'm not going to do that after all. You know, there's this guy and he asked me out and we're going to go out tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow night's Halloween. Yeah, I know. And so he was furious. I saw that look again mm. that I thought that I was like things. So luckily we we're just around the corner from, from my house. So this time did you recognize I recognized it. I recognized it. Now I'm just like whoa shit. And so and I said well you know luckily I was like was getting out of the car and I said well you know it's like uh, I said I'm sorry you feel that way and he told me dead in the face he goes if I ever see you out he goes I will fucking kill you. Oh, jeez. Mm. And by that time, I was like, well, I'll go to down and shut the door. And I, I haven't seen him since. And that was, gosh, at least a good 20 years or so. But every time you went out, were you always looking over your shoulder no. a little bit? Not no. good. Okay. No. He didn't. Because I, I wasn't going to let that intimidate me. Good. Well, if something ever happens to you, we're, we're starting with that. Yeah. Game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the proper spelling of your last name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get to the other person who slapped you, your mom. Yeah. This was still in progress. And I just uh, said that. Yeah, yeah, I, I it shouldn't was. say all that, but give us an update there. How, how what progressed from there? Well, as you guys, you guys know that on June fourth of last year, uh, I was uh, I went in for a routine checkup and everything, and the doctors had found the uh, lymphoma, lymphoma, which is uh, cancer of the liver, mm-hmm. and so um, that was a shock. Yeah, that was quite the shock, and because uh, I did not see that coming at all, and so yeah, once the doctors figured out what they were going to do, what the game plan was, my mother came around because uh, she was afraid I was going to shut her out mm-hmm. because she was the last one in my family to know, and I purposely did that uh, mostly for her benefit, and because uh, I told her when I did finally tell her, it was like about maybe uh, two, maybe three weeks later after I found out and everybody knew and I told all my relatives and stuff like that don't tell my mom and of course right away they're like why? You know, she deserves to know. And I'm like, yeah, she does deserve to know. I said, but the reason I don't want you to tell her and I want to tell her and she's going to be the last is because I want to have, so when she asks me questions, I'll at least have an answer answer instead of, I don't know. You know, I said, I don't want her to worry. And so, so I said, that's what I did. So what I did tell her, I said, don't get upset, first of all. And, uh, and I told her, and of course she cried. How do you you not get upset about that? Yeah. She cried and, and boohooed and and everything and then I said also too you know everybody knows in the family everybody knows you and you're the you know you are the last one to know before you know it all comes out and then you're gonna I said but the, I said but before you get angry like you do uh, let me tell you why I chose to do that. So I told her why and uh, and she was fine with it. Surprisingly she was fine with it. You know, and thanked me for doing that. So she now knows she's crying. And what what do you guys do? Is she just supportive? She was she was supportive, and she still remains to be supportive. So what happens is, you know, like that, she would go to to some of my doctor's appointments. You know, so that she could ask questions to the doctors. So, um, so yeah. 
And then it progressed from me being in the hospital uh, because I uh, the I was so sick because at that point too I discovered the doctors discovered that uh, that I had the hepatitis B as well. Oh my goodness! On top of the cancer, and uh, they also discovered about uh, three weeks later they also discovered that I was not only HIV positive but full blown AIDS. Yikes. Full blown. The doctors were. So you have no immune system. Going. Nothing. Nothing. The doctors are like, "How are you standing up?" You know. In those uh, heels. Well, that only that. <laughs> just, if, if they would have saw those heels, they'd be like, "No freaking way!" <laughs> I'm like, "Way, dude. You know, there's a will, there's a way." And uh, um, so, and of course, you know, my mom knew all that and everything as well. Uh, there was really no reaction to that, other than, uh, "What can we do?" What what do where do we go from here? This was your mom's reaction. Uh-huh. Okay, where do we go from here? What's our plan? So not to get all into the medical side of this, but we'll, we'll let's find out how you are now, and we'll get back to your mom. Okay, how are you doing now? Luckily, luckily, uh, you know there was a, a few times there that was very very touching. I almost died once, but that was because of the uh, I was bleeding internally. But that was a side effect for the medication. Okay, and if my mother wouldn't have been there. Um, Visiting, I would have bled to death and not know it. Um, did you Did you stay with her, or did she stay no, with you at no, all? Did um, she want that kind of motherly no, because I, to take care of you? She, she did, but I told you she lives in Tucson. Okay, you know, so I told her it's like it's um, okay. We're okay. You know, I've got a great support system here. Good. You know, I have my my family was a great. It is, still continues to be a great support system. So they would come and see me. They would bring me food. The Imperial Court of Arizona, the organization, the nonprofit organization that I belong to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they were there for me. They were there for me too. They would bring me food. And another friend of mine works for or volunteers at the Joshua Tree Feeding Program. Yeah. Okay. So he would bring me food. So I really didn't. Um, I didn't struggle for anything. The people, the salon that I work for, so supportive. Very, very supportive. I mean, it's like I couldn't have asked for better for people. The owners, the other co-workers. Well, that's probably why our listeners can't see Robert. But if you saw him... Yeah, I wouldn't... wouldn't, Not all that you had just described. Right. I mean, you're thin. I think you're thinner than... Well, I've always been. I've always been. I've always been. Um, Are you at your goal weight? Well, (laughs) when the whole thing started, I was was 134 when everything started. Okay. Now, the last time I got weighed, which was, was last week week i'm like 128 so i'm not that's far bad. off oh yeah that's not bad okay but um so he's not on weight watchers like the rest of us. no no <laughs> how many points is that jello uh, i don't care <laughs> but uh but yeah there was a couple times you know to where i looked really really bad i mean was there was one point yeah. where i was 98 pounds oh my heavens i saw pictures of myself at 98 pounds with no hair I'm like that oh my god i look like nuwambi from save the children <laughs> You know, I, I really did. You could see my ribs and everything. It was just awful, awful, awful. You know, I, I felt I had to be strong, you know, for my mom. The good thing about this is that for, I knew from the get-go that um, I wasn't going to let this destroy me. You know, I did have my moment at first, you know, of the, you know, uh, crying like a drunk white woman <laughs> yeah, that didn't sign the prenup. Dang it. You know, so I, you know, I, I did, I did woohoo. <laughs> I did boohoo for like about a day, you know, 48 hours tops, you know, but then I was like, six months. I, then I, I was like, then I just said, you know, like, no, 
No, I'm not going to. I'm not going this way. Well, what else can you do? You can give up. Yeah, a oh. lot of people. You can give up. Don't you know somebody that would be like that, Matt? In five months, I was already non-detectable in the HIV. Non-detectable okay. at all. Um, my cancer's in remission, you know, and of course the hepatitis is completely gone with no damage of any kind. So hepatitis B, is that the one that they now can do? Do you take the pills for six months and it cures it? Is that the one? I believe so. I've seen it advertised on TV. Okay. Yeah, because right, I don't so have hep- Hep C is the worst. Hep C right. is okay. That's is the, the one, worst. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, but no, no more hepatitis. No. And and I not to discount, you know the, the you know flattered, you know that they say you know, you are such a strong person, mm-hmm. you know the guy that I'm kind of dating right now calls me his. He's uh, dating. He has full blown. <laughs> Robert's out dating. Of course, can't stop. I, yeah, I well. can't seem to hit the Macy's one day sale, but he's <laughs> out like dating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, priorities, this, right? This, Does yeah, it make you prioritize? The, the a thing bit about with, with, with this guy is that I, it's my issue. It's my issue with him, you know. Is he your nurse? No. Okay. No. Oh, that's too bad. He's twenty-seven years old. Oh. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll show you a picture. <laughs> He's 27 years old. Oh, my God. That's exhausting. Like, I'm like... He's in chemo. He's not exhausted. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, yeah. keeping up. I, I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he goes, why? And I said, because you're 27. I am not. I am so far from being 27. He goes, well, I don't have a problem with it. And I said, well, of course not. You're the young one. Has cancer taught you nothing? No. If an opportunity like that comes Actually, around? it's taught him everything. Oh, you right. just go for it. Yeah. I know. Well, the thing is, I, you know, I can't. I, 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 I'm dealing with it right now but thank god he's being so patient with me you know with, with this and I, like that because you know he wants what i not feel i can't give him right now but when you, when, you once know? you pass a certain age then you kind of like i gotta take a break <laughs> i gotta take a break i gotta kick my I shoes off either. yeah <laughs> um i do what i do you know it's like i do keep myself busy i do like to do that but as far as like what i was like back then no you know and even then because you know when the doctor told me i was you know like full blown, I was just like, but I'm not really that sexually active. Not, for, you know, forgetting, it's like, Robert, it only takes one time. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's what so it unbelievable. How many people do you think you had to have a conversation with after that? Just one, because yeah. the guy uh, who's still in my life, uh, who was HIV positive when I met him, but is also not detectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only one I had a conversation with. Okay. And I told him, the only reason I was telling him, because I couldn't think of anybody else. Because all the guys that I had gone out with, you know, casually or dated, like that, they were fine. Do you think you compartmentalize that part for later? You got to get through what you're going through now, and then you'll be like, "I'll deal with that shit yeah. when it happens." Yeah, because when, when Doctor Hartman told me that I was that I was not detectable, I was like, "What was that?" Because I wasn't expecting. It's only been five months, and I, when I asked him, I said, "How is?" And not that I'm complaining, but how is that possible? And he goes, "Well, Robert, that's because you're doing everything you're supposed to." So what my advice to anybody. I know. I was kind of wondering that too. What's that? Like if chemo. All the stuff that they put in to fight cancer is that right. also fighting? They don't seem to think so. No. Oh, okay. Because I asked the same question too. Yeah. What do they know? Because with, with Dr. Hartman, my my HIV doctor, and then Dr. Arsley, my cancer doctor, and they also talk to each right. other as well and everything. But you know, they don't seem to think so. But we've got right. some work to do. But you're you're in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. You know, I realized that this was not a curse. It was a blessing because it brought my mother's 
and my relationship together. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we bonded because that's why my mother came to me in the hospital. She's by my bedside crying, you know, and apologizing, you know. You know, I'm so sorry that I wasn't there for you for this, you know. And uh, we talked about the whole gay thing and about how her, because she met, was meeting my friends. Right. Yeah. That she Insane. never met before. And then I would tell her, it's like, well, yes, I knew, you know, this is Regina. You know, I've known Regina since we were 16 years old, back when Regina was still Michael, you know, and she didn't know that Regina was ever a guy. Mm-hmm. Now, we're still we were friends after all these years. Right. My mother had no clue. You know, she met other transgender friends of mine, you know, that were born female and are male, you know, and gay friends and this and that. And my mom's reaction to that was just like, I had no idea because her concept of what gay people were or are, you know, in her mind, were not what she was looking at. Right. You know, and she was like, they're like regular people. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I just let that one go. She said regular people. I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, what was your concept of what you think gay people were? She goes, well, you know, perverted. Right. You know, uh, shady. You know, all this other stuff. Opportunists. Uh, things like that. And uh, I said, well, how sad for you to think that way. I said, but as you can see, she goes, but what I loved the most about your friends is that I could see that they all cared about you. And they wanted your, your best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like that. So, because yeah, I, you know, like, I was really blessed with a lot of visitors. Don't you think there's a lot of people like that that are anti-gay or this or that? They don't they even have no, no idea. No idea. So, yeah. speaking of all the people who came to visit you, I wanted to talk about uh, the Imperial Court because when you were on and when uh, we had Lady Christian, Lady, Lady Christian, Christian, oh yeah, when we had Lady Christian on, one of the real positives of the Imperial Court was it, it's a support group. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a social, but it's also a support group. Now you've been in a situation where you could use some assistance, and you said that they came by and they were bringing food and uh, visiting. How was the Imperial Court? Uh, it, does it live up to kind of what they're claiming? Well. The Imperial Court, they couldn't do, they can't do anything for an individual person. You know, they can do it out of their own free will. Mm-hmm. Yes, like they did. You know, come and visit me, come and check up on me, send mm-hmm. me a quick text. How you doing today? How you feeling? Do you need anything? They can do that on a one-on-one basis, but as an organization, they can't, because uh, it's a nonprofit organization that raises money for other nonprofits. Okay. Yeah. And like it's a C3P. Because when I first met them, it was a fundraiser for um, basically funeral expenses. Right. But was that like the organization got together to raise funds for that person? For that person. They were just facilitating that event. Yeah, because that person they're raising money for was a court member. Okay. You know, that they can do that, but they can't do it um, as the Imperial Court supporting it. They can do it as the group okay. of it. So if you wanted to go support another member, the the meal and things like that would come out of your own pocket. Right. Things right. like that. Yeah. Right? Is what so I, I guess I, I didn't understand that the first time around. Yeah. It, okay. took me, it took me like a, a little bit to understand, asking questions about that yeah. uh, as well. So I didn't fully understand it now. Okay. But... Um, because like um, the, we, we did one the other day for East Place and East Place is a non-profit organization because they have to provide the proof so that way it's on the in files so that way if by if for any reason anybody gets audited the proof is right there right but I, I'm getting the impression though Matt even though it wasn't formally the Imperial Court right. coming to help him but members of, right mm-hmm. it's, it's mean, a community it's, it, yeah. Yeah. the community supported I mean, you at that right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
had a friend that had a health thing. I mean, a lot of us ladies went out, made meals, got gift cards, things yeah. like that. That was just out of our our own personal pocket. Like that. Right. Yeah. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. So, in addition to kind of dating and going through all this, uh, you're still performing. Yeah. Can you I, no, again, don't <laughs> yeah. even get me started. Yeah, as well, well, actually, I can. Meeting Robert, I can believe it. Well, yeah. performing would, I think, would be the last thing to go. But it's it, joy. It's it happiness. was. Oh, so I, I, I enjoy it so much. It's so much fun for me. Uh, what, what makes it fun is. Are you thinking? Damn, I'm so thin. I look good in these outfits right now. No. Oh no. <laughs> what makes it fun for me is watching the audience response. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like, Masquerade is known for the elaborate costumes, you know, and the burlesque type of thing. So it's, it's nice when, when you come out, especially if people have never seen you before. It's so, so cute to watch their mouth drop. Huh? Do you have any performances lined up or anything on the book? I do. The, the, my next one, I had the, the Miss uh, C7 Pride pageant last night, and I'm a former, so I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I performed a number and helped bring in the new the new C7 sister in and uh, that was fun. I was there with other formers as well. It was a fun night. Good. And I wore a new costume for that because I like doing a lot of nude illusion and that definitely last night was definitely nude illusion. And uh, so my my next one is uh, in Casa Grande on the 27th. Be my first time there. Who knew they did drag over there? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? Like Um, at Fiji's? I'm thinking what else is down there? That sounds like somebody from Phoenix. It's a tavern, I think. (laughs) Oh. I've never been there, but they they do a show there once a month. Are you going to invite your mother? Say, mother, meet me in the middle. No, no, (laughs) no. We're good with that one. <laughs> We're good with that one because I told you when she found out on Facebook because she went to my yeah. Facebook page. Right. She she asked me from from the very good. So um, when did you want to become a woman? And I just looked down like I said, oh mother. I said if I wanted to become a woman, I would have done that decades ago. Mm-hmm. Not now that I'm in my well, whatever that is, thirties. Okay, God <laughs> love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's no different that if I'm over there, you know, at Gamage at ASU dressed dressed up like a pirate. I said it's no different than that. It's off, 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 off Broadway. Way off. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Casa Grande. I mean, it's it's uh, the, the new theater district. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting because I, I uh, the guy that puts the uh, it's basically street performing. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> The guy that oh, I, I was that. at Stacy's uh, a few weeks ago, and the guy that puts the the shows together in Casa Grande was there, and I'd never met him before. Hmm. And uh, he, after the show was over, he came up to me, introduced himself, and blah blah. And he said, "Oh my God, and, you know, like, so why haven't I ever met you before?" And this and that. Just made my head so much bigger. I may look like a diva, but I'm really not. Well, maybe at home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog's a diva at home. But yeah, that's my next year at, at uh, in Costa Grande on the 27th. And then I've got some other ones coming up in February as well. Oh, fun. I'd say we go, but we haven't gone to a single one. I know. I was just thinking, Matt, this needs to happen. Oh, we would you say that every time? I know, but ah. we're le- today before I leave, Matt, it's happening. <laughs> If we're there, we're great. That'd be wonderful. It's just like we're like New Year's. We're um, then New Year's comes. And we're like, eh, it's so yeah. cold. It's cold. I'll just stay home. I gotta stay home because my dog barks at the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, We've got a roast in the crock pot. I think it's uh, from what I, and I've seen pictures because uh, one of my friends, Marcella, she's from Casa Grande, which lives in Phoenix now, and she's showing me pictures of the venue. Um, yeah, I think it's it's like a like a bar that's also outside as well. Okay, so it looks kind of beachy. Okay, you know because oh, is it kind of on the main main drag there? I used to go to Casa Grande for work. Pattaya. So I don't remember the name. Well, actually, there was a Mike and Rhonda, that place you liked. Down there. Yes, there used to be. a Mike and Rhonda down at yes. And if it's the same place, I, I think it's Let me change my answer. Tower, I think we're going to be there. It's like on kind of the main drag, I think. The airport? Yes. Yeah, okay, I think that's it. Because I know it's by the airport they said. I don't know if Mike said. and uh, Rhonda's is there anymore, but there I'm was I'm just thinking the listener is so lost at this I moment. know. You can't nah, like, this oh. part it's out. It's like, what? Casa Grande, airport, there's Jeez. a bar. Um, okay, so I feel like that's your update so far. Mm-hmm. But did you have any questions, Erica, I, for Robert? I don't think From his so. last episode? No. Do you remember those? Well, I do. Well, yes. I just was thinking that it just was like a crazy time. It was, it was, but you know what? It really taught me a lot. Um, well, you're a survivor. I think if you can survive that, this next chapter, you're a survivor. Yeah. So, I can't imagine you make a lot of plans beyond your next treatment or the next couple. Well, but are you at that point where you're right. starting to make plans again? Like for your future? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I'm like, my, my, yeah, I'm starting like to Like not the day to today, and now you're thinking, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when they when the doctors told me that I was in remission. Mm-hmm. You know, then I felt like, well, you know, this is what. Did you feel like it was a gift? You're like, oh my God, I had all this time. Well, yes, that's why he's going out with a 27 year old. You know, I had five right there. Don't hate the player. Yeah, wait till you see. I'll, I'll show you a picture of him. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, really? And I, I, but I keep telling it's like, you know, you need to be with somebody that's more closer to your own age. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just They'll like, be there. I'm like, oh my God. I said, I'm going to be like Sofia Vergara's character and, uh, and uh, Jay Pritchett. I'm going to be Jay Pritchett. Oh my God. <laughs> And then, but then again, it's just like, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm trying to look at it as just like, I'm flattered. Let's, let me get past this completely mm-hmm. first before anything. Does you your know. mother ask about your love life? She does now. She sees it now. You know, it's like, because she doesn't want me to be, you know, like, alone. I, I kind of think that that puts her mind a little bit at ease, mm-hmm. knowing that you do, you're not alone. Right. Yeah, that's what I tell her. Yeah, yeah, because when she says, you know, you know, you know, I don't want you to be alone. I said, I said, Mom, I'm not alone. Right. I said, I'm far from being alone. I said, I may be single, but I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a difference. I said, there's a difference with that. Yeah, and she, there's a lot of married people that are alone. Right. Or right. in relationships. And I said, and I said, but for right now, it's just like I'm choosing to be that way. Mm-hmm. I want to be as healthy as I can mentally before I can invite somebody into my life and share that way. You know, I just, maybe I'm almost there and then this happens, you know, and, you know, that's okay too. You know, the the people that are, you know, intimate, involved in my life right now, you know, they've been very supportive, very understanding Mm -hmm. and not pushy. That's nice. You know, I'm just afraid that once I give them the get-go, it's going to be like vultures on a dead cow. I was going to say something else, but that wouldn't have sounded very good. (laughs) 
Well, um, thank you for the update. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good. Honestly, we could go on for hours, I'm sure, but yeah. we have to wrap Are at some point. Are you working a little bit? Styling? I'm working a little bit. Yeah, like because the the, uh, the doctors gave me the thumbs up. Uh, I would say about roughly three. Maybe four months ago, going into the fourth month, because uh, I needed to go uh, back to work. I'm self-employed. That's what I was wondering. Uh, did, yeah. did your clients, did they stick with you? Well, <laughs> that was a He little knows bit. which ones went to great clips in the meanwhile. And uh, some of them I was able to refer. Right. Refer people, you Good. know, in the salon or, you know, or their partner or wife or whichever, you know, go go to theirs and stuff. Or sometimes they would just walk into great clips mm-hmm. and things like that. But one of the comments was nice that they would say like you know oh the, you know like that, that made me appreciate you even more yeah, oh, yeah so that was true. really sweet it really is really true. sweet even though they understood there was a few that I did lose yeah. you know which I had to do a little soul searching and forgiveness on that because I didn't want to have any resentment towards mm-hmm. it you know solely because this isn't like I was in a drunken stupor or right. anything you know it was out of my control so I had to do that and I did well are you really able to do a full-on load again? Just, are you working oh, yeah. 40 hours? Oh, yeah. You are? Yeah. That's amazing. Good, but that was, it, it was a progression. Okay. Because when I asked the doctors and they gave, they gave me a thumbs up, you know, the, the doctor said, it's like, yes, you can, but do it one or two days of the week. That's what I was wondering. You're if you can, feet. schedule everything in the morning so that if you do get tired, then you have the rest of the day to rest. Yeah. And that's what I did for like about the first month or so. And then after that, I started getting much more stronger and started getting adding another day, mm-hmm. another hours, and stuff like that. So I was working a full day, and then you know letting the clients know that I was back. Just between you and I, us three, nobody else is listening. Did you fuck up somebody's hair? No, no. Oh, did I mess up? No, yeah. no. I moved That's up. So you get a little tired. And, well, yeah. I was like, if I were a client, I'd be coming in. I'd be a little worried that yeah. you know maybe you're getting tired. Maybe I was the third guy of the day, and you're getting a little tired, and you know maybe the fade just. Oh no, no. I, I was really good about that because I would only do two, <laughs> maybe three. After that, then I, I was I was, I, was okay. like, I can't do anymore. You know, I could I can do it the next day. Right. You know, but. Uh, Three was my limit for the day. Well, are you up for sitting in on the next one? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up, take a break, and uh, we'll come back and do the wrap-up. Okay. I'll show you his picture. Oh, yeah. There we are. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Erica, thank you so much for co-hosting. Robert, for being here. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, all right. uh, Stay tuned. And that's it. VW Scottsdale employees on their loony general manager, Larry. He's been with us a year now, and we thought he'd settle down. Nope, still nuts. Right now, lease a new 2018 Tiguan for an irresponsible $259 a month plus tax. In fact, we're pretty sure he's getting worse, if that's possible. VW North Scottsdale, your dog-friendly dealership. Get a leash on life. Scottsdale Road in the 101 and com. $29.95 down plus fees, 36 months, 10,000 miles per year and above average credit. Not everyone will qualify. An extra charge may be added at the end of the lease. Stock number W14973, W15107, W15034. Expires January 30. First, 2019. You can find new and existing episodes wherever you get your podcasts or directly at theouthouse.buzzsprout.com. One more, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Outhouse Podcast. We also have a closed Facebook group where you can talk about the show and share in community. Got a story you want to share? You can email us at theouthousepodcast at gmail.com. The Outhouse Podcast is a production of GMN Services, LLC. All content copyrighted. Mm-hmm.